0: I'm Helen Karakulak
1: and I'm Alice Murphy and this is Overworked but Optimistic, the podcast where we address a new topic every fortnight, looking at the various ways it affects us and consider how we can better manage the many things we like and occasionally don't like to juggle. We're all too familiar with being overworked and aiming to be increasingly optimistic. Whether you're studying, working casually, part-time or full-time, pursuing a career and big picture objectives or just trying to make it through the day, this is the podcast for you. And today we're in the studio with Kirsty to talk about something special to the three of us, theatre.
0: Recently, we were lucky enough to see Kirsty as Martha Dunstock in Heathers, but it certainly wasn't the first time Alice and I were in a theatre together. Theatre plays, I would say, quite a big role in both our lives. We've been lucky to see many shows together, ranging from amateur theatre to Broadway productions. I'm currently a reviewer with Adelaide Theatre Guide, which is a not-for-profit organisation that supports all aspects of South Australian theatre. Alice and Kirsty are both studying performing arts. Alice is a stage manager, and Kirsty is a performer. So we have three different perspectives today as we dive headfirst into theatre. Kirsty, can you tell us a bit about yourself to get us started?
2: Hi, I'm Kirsty. I feel like that's a good that's a good start. I have been doing theatre since I was a very small child. I usually do musical theatre. I am studying performing arts, as you said, uh, at the UniSA. I have been vocally training for most of my life, so I'm 20 now, so I've been doing it for 15 years. I was classically trained for five years and then turned to musical theatre and jazz for the last 10.
0: Why did you make that change to musical theatre?
2: I switched vocal coaches, like, by accident. So I had a vocal coach and she got really sick and had to move on to other things in her life. And my mum had heard about this other musical theatre kind of teacher in the town where I was living And was like, you should try this vocal coach and kind of just shoved me through the doors and was like, here you go, here's your new vocal teacher. Um, And this teacher heard something in my voice that was really different. The last teacher only taught classical. Like it didn't matter what kind of voice type you had. She just taught classical. And then um, this new vocal coach was like, wow, you have something like completely different from what you've been taught. She was like, can we develop this? And I was like... 13 years old I was like yeah sure Um, I guess like that's fine that's how I kind of accidentally fell into musical theatre and my mum's always was in theatre so cute family shows uh yeah when I was two years old my mother directed Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat and I spent the entire time on a hip.
0: that's so cute
2: (laughs) (laughs) my heart's melting
1: (laughs) when and what was your first theatre experience either watching it or being in it or co-directing from someone's hip
2: (laughs) My mum took me to see Chicago when I was like eight years old.
1: That's That's awesome. What an age-appropriate show as well. Really
2: age-appropriate, right? I remember seeing all the shirtless boys and being like, this is strange. (laughs) Uh, So that was probably the first show that I saw. When I was in year six at school, it was a compulsory thing where your entire grade had to be in a musical theatre production. And That's that amazing. was that was our music class for year six. We put on a show. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I, it's so bad. Like, I've got the DVD and it is a disaster. That was the first time that I really realised that, like, I loved theatre. I always knew that I loved singing and dancing and being dramatic. But when I was on stage for that, I was like, oh, this is the best. It was, yeah, it was a good time. And then I kind of just got more into it as high school went on. And that's me.
0: Awesome. And you moved to Adelaide for uni, is that correct?
2: I sure did, yes.
0: Yeah. Why did you decide to make that move? Would you have preferred to study theatre elsewhere?
2: Well, when I finished high school, I didn't actually want to do theatre. I didn't want to do any performing arts things. I actually wanted to study psychology. Oh, wow. Um, So I spent a year at at Adelaide Uni doing a Bachelor of Psychological Science. And I was really good at it. And I hated maths. I dropped out of maths the second I could in high school. And I I was good enough at statistics. So I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I'll be good at psychology. I know that I'm good at psychology. But I I just couldn't do it. It was awful. So at the end of that year, I called my mom and I was like, so I hated this. And she was like so what do you want to do next I had to be like I'm gonna study music and she was like have you spoken to your father I was like, we've all been there <laughs> I was like uh no I was hoping you could do it and mom was like absolutely not you were doing that on your own uh so that was a fun transition and now I'm here
0: My first theatre experience would have been when I was maybe nine or ten years old. And I was, have you guys heard of Theatre Bugs?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I did a Theatre Bugs production of Oliver.
2: Oh my God. I
0: just found it really fun. I am not at all musically talented whatsoever, (laughs) which is. As someone
1: who sings in the car with you regularly, I can attest
0: to that. Hey, Don't be rude. I mean, I can't sing either. So In high school, just did drama and just acting, which was fun. And I think that's why I did it because it was really enjoyable. But I really enjoyed seeing shows like that was my favorite part of it when we would go on excursions to see like the state theater company and like write reviews for assessment. I think that was the one assignment that I actually did early and like did on time and I would use that to procrastinate my other assignments. So um, I think because I enjoyed it so much, I was like, yeah, you know what? This is I would love to be a reviewer. I would love to see more things. The first show that we saw together would have been the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Festival Theatre in Mm.
1: 2014.
0: Yeah, that was sort of
1: what we bonded over to become friends. Can I tell the embarrassing version of that story? Sure. We were young and we were new to high pretty new
0: to high school. And you know what it's like in high school. You're kind of like, nobody look at me or I will cry." and please and just, someone, just be my friend.
1: You're just trying to make friends. Helen and I had spoken about theater before, and I asked her, "Do you like the Rocky Horror Picture Show?" And she said, "Yes, it's like my favorite movie. I absolutely love it. I was like, "Awesome, I have a spare ticket. Do you want to come?" And she' was like, "Yes, thank you so much. It's like my favorite movie ever. We bonded over that experience. We became friends because of that experience. I found out like a year ago when I asked her if she liked the show, she'd never seen the movie. But
0: you know what? I had seen, I'd heard enough of the songs and I immediately went home and watched the movie because I was like, shit, shit, shit,
1: shit, shit. (laughs) Because she had told me that it was like her favorite movie but you know time. what you
0: should have known I was lying what 14 year olds favorite movie is the Rocky Horror Picture Show me
2: <laughs> were you old enough to be this? exactly it was no. age appropriate for 14 year olds not at all I watched it for the first time when I was 18 and I was like the, when I was watching it I was thinking I don't know if I'm old enough to be seeing this it's yeah so I, weird. I
1: loved it I was like 14 it was like my favorite movie the music's so much fun and music
2: is fun does anyone actually know what it means though because I don't What's what what means just like the whole thing.
1: It's about a transvestite alien who comes to Earth and has sex with everyone. That's it's a it. fever dream.
2: It's incredible.
1: I was sitting at Helen's Work Cross the other day trying to explain this movie <laughs> to someone <laughs> and it was not going well. And I sounded like a crazy person. And then I said the phrase, I was like, and then they eat meatloaf for tea. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, what? Like the singer trying to make fun of me because the
2: movie's yeah. so weird. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Literally, That's Meatloaf exactly <laughs> plays
0: Meatloaf is the actor that plays Eddie. <laughs> yes.
2: it's, it was my favorite movie at the time. My first experience with the Rocky Horror Picture show was when Glee covered it. And oh. me and my best friend really loved Glee, and our parents both wouldn't allow us to watch that episode. they <laughs> were so, like, it's it's too raunchy, you can't watch it. And I was like, Oh yeah, man, like, Glee's gonna do a really good job of the Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: At that point I'd watch the full movie and love. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Because my mum loved it as well.
2: Yeah. This was the same woman who took me to see Chicago when I was eight years old, telling me I couldn't watch the Rocky Horror picture show. Yeah, I mean,
1: like, you could say that my mum showed me (laughs) Rocky Horror too early, but, like, is Chicago really that much better? No. (laughs) And I wasn't eight the first time I saw it. I was probably not that much older when I saw parts of it, but, like, the time warp is
0: not raunchy.
2: No, it's not.
0: The Time Warp, like I'm pretty sure we did that as a dance as part of one of our school concerts Yeah, everyone's done that.
2: It's just a fun dance. It comes with its own
1: choreography. I think my first theatre experience was actually ballet. My grandma, who was very into theatre as well, particularly musical theatre, took me to see a production of The Nutcracker and I loved it. My first performing experience wasn't technically theatre as such, it was dance. I grew up in a... Very small town. We didn't really have a lot of theatre opportunities, but there was dancing and I did do that
0: um, for too many years. What kind of dancing, Alice? Uh,
1: all sorts of dancing from tap dancing, what was called jazz, which was not jazz <laughs> and the cream of the crop, the competitive Irish dancing.
2: Incredible.
1: Yeah. So I did that for a while. Uh, I'm not a performer anymore. I know it's definitely because of the trauma that my dance teacher caused. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love performing, it's fun, but my passion is the backstage. So in year 12, I had my first shot at stage managing, and I stage managed our school's production of The Wiz. Nice. And it was so much fun, and I just fell in love with it. And now I'm at uni doing it. I have so
0: much respect for stage managers. Thank you. I feel like I'm they always respectful. look stressed with their heads Because we always are stressed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm stressed enough in like my everyday
1: life get me in a theater and I'm like I'm having the most fun but the most stress.
2: I mean you have to wrangle everyone.
1: I have to deal with people like her and then I'm just like yeah but you
0: love being in charge. I love it. You're a bit of a control He's... freak so oh. stage manager is perfect for you. <laughs> such a control freak.
2: I am the actor who gets my lines Almost right. Stage managers hate me because like it's it's such small things, but like you have to do all the line corrections because it's like you know, you're you technically right. like you've got the gist. Yeah. But no. You're saying all of the bits just in the wrong order. <laughs> and I I I just can't get it right. I wish I was a backstage person. I always feel like the backstage people have the most fun.
1: You were recently in Segway
2: Productions production of Heathers. Yes, I was. Yeah, that was the most fun I've ever had in my entire life.
0: We saw it and it looked fun.
2: Like that's what was
0: so wonderful about it, especially for like an amateur or more amateur than say School of Rock or Aladdin or The Lion King. Everyone looked like they were enjoying themselves so much.
2: This theatre company kind of spawned out of people wanting to do shows and not have so much tension backstage between people. So what they do when they're casting is they uh, look at – everything they look at you as a package as a performer but they also look at you as a person and especially this show deals with such sensitive topics it was really important that the cast got along and that we uh you know that we were all friends backstage and that we all supported each other so we were so lucky to be allowed to have so much fun because we were all just friends so there was no tension in the rehearsal room there was no tension backstage ever Everyone backstage was laughing and having fun. And then that just translated onto stage. And like it so translated easily. really well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We were all just friends. Honestly, it was the most fun. It was just the, the whole show is incredible. And the cast was incredible. And Segway Productions is amazing. Like, And they're brand new. This is like maybe like the third show that they've done.
1: It was definitely a step up from a lot of amateur stuff I've seen. <laughs>
2: yeah. Despite being like a really dark story. Yeah. It's
0: such a fun story. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
2: It, that's, that's, the, that's the appeal of it. Yeah. It's
0: so entertaining. Yeah. Okay, what are some of your most notable experiences seeing theatre? What are some of your favourite shows that you have seen?
2: I've seen The Lion King three times. Oh, The
0: Lion King is
2: amazing.
0: Because I've never seen, seen the stage show of The Lion King.
2: Spectacular. Like, the, the story of Lion King is beautiful, like, no matter what. But, like, the costuming is just incredible the masks particularly yeah my most notable experience like watching The Lion King, I'm just so in awe of, like, the realism of the way they move as the animals. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, I don't know how these actors do it, but, like, when they're up on those stilts and they're moving as giraffes, you're like, that's what a giraffe looks like. See, I've never understood,
0: I've never seen a stage show of The Lion King, so this is probably why, but I've never understood shows that are people playing animals. If you see The Lion King, it'll all make so much sense. Yeah,
2: like, I I understand. There's a lot of shows where people play animals and it's really weird like a lot of like um what is the musical with alpha what is it called wicked wicked. Wicked. like they don't move very well as animals in that like they look like humans with animal masks on for most of it but in the Lion lion king
1: they look like animals
2: it's crazy like they've obviously done like a lot of research into how these animals move and like it's not trying to really tell a story but really just put on some spectacular viewing for you. Like it's just, everything's big and colourful and it's like a drag show. Like you're not trying to believe it. It's just beautiful. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Lion King
1: is like a drag show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's just playing this part and it's, it's just spectacular and everything's over the top and like, they must have the biggest budget. Oh yeah. Disney. Disney. I mean, Disney doesn't own, like they wouldn't be putting on the musical theatre shows, though.
1: Yeah. Are they? They own the show, so they like finance it.
2: There you go. No wonder the Lion King's so big.
0: My big one would be when we went to New York City. And so when we were in year 11, Alice and I went on a performing arts tour to LA and New York. And when we were in New York, we saw two Broadway shows. We saw Aladdin and Uh, Wicked. And they were both amazing. And I've seen Aladdin twice because I saw it here when it was here recently. And I took my sisters. Having already seen it myself, I found myself focusing more on my sister's reaction to everything that was happening on stage. Because they are seven and nine. Oh, wow. So this was like their first big theatre experience. So watching my sister Connie, who's seven, seeing her eyes light up when like at all the colour and the confetti and the fire and everything that's happening on stage. And just sort of watching how like intensely engaged they were with the show was just really amazing.
1: Yeah, Aladdin is in a way similar to Lion King in terms yeah. of visually. It's I was just thinking, oh, it's oh, gorgeous, it's stunning show. It's amazing.
2: Like I want to see your sister's reaction to the quick change. You know, the genie's quick change. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I wish I could have seen a small child react to that because the first time I saw it, I was like, that was magic. And
1: mm. I watch shows and I'm like, yeah, that's magic. Like, how do they do that? And I like, I've been
0: backstage at theaters. I know know how how this works, works,
1: but you see it and you're like, nope, that's magic. No other explanation. So, like, a kid seeing it, yeah, it's
0: amazing. It's really incredible. Even the first number, like Arabian Nights, where they have like oh. all of the colourful dresses and yeah. all of the dancing and like how well choreographed and just gorgeous it looks. And the way all of the colours fit together is just mesmerising. It
2: is yeah. so special like that. It is. It's and it's really
0: awesome to have an experience like that, especially like Aladdin. Yeah, it's like a family show. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's a kid's show. I'd say it's a family show because yeah. like, I get so much enjoyment out of it. And so does my dad, who's in his 50s, and my sisters, who are seven and nine. So, So, like, it really does transcend, like you said, like, it is very, theatre is inherited Mm -hmm. in a way. And the first sort of big
1: show that I saw that I actually went on a trip for was to see Mamma Mia. Oh,
0: Oh, (laughs) amazing. We
1: loved the movie, so we went over to see the show and it was incredible. And, like, I just, like, the memories of that whole trip and of seeing that
0: show in this big theatre that, yeah. like, puts Adelaide to shame. The show show's going to be better than the film, though, because you wouldn't have to sit through James Bond singing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, uh-huh. The set on Mamma Mia is incredible. Oh, it's amazing. It's so beautiful my mom and I used to do the same thing like uh things got really hard like when we were in high school and my mom whenever there was any kind of show on like in Adelaide or Melbourne because we lived halfway mm. um she would just book us tickets and we would go for a girls weekend just to like get away from life and then we'd like go to Melbourne and it would be the big thing of the weekend was like going and seeing the show that's awesome uh, and then there was a little Greek cafe like in the center of the city in Melbourne and we always went and got that's like so hot chocolates amazing. and baklava after the shows. It was just, it's just like such a pivotal yeah. thing It's such life. a family
1: thing as well. It really like, is. It's my family, it's like the three generations. We went to shows together.
0: Yeah. And like, that's such a precious memory to me. Okay. So we've talked about what we've seen. What about what's coming up? Are you working on anything at the moment or is there anything that if it came along, you would be dying to audition for?
2: I've got an audition coming up for a fringe show. Next mm-hmm. year, so, a show just about, like, queer people living in Adelaide. Which is oh, really I exciting. love that. Yeah, it's literally just about, like, being queer and being in the modern world, which is really exciting. I'm going to audition for Legally Blonde next year. Oh, that's nice. exciting. Uh, and then I'm also go I've got an audition for Ghost next year. Nice. Well.
0: Ooh, that would be good.
1: Yeah, Ghost is another show that's, it's very different to, like, the Disney, but it's a very, like, visually beautiful
0: I'm super excited because School of Rock is coming to Adelaide next yes. year. Yes! So, yeah, I'm <laughs> so excited. Oh, my,
2: goodness. my dad bought myself, my mother, my grandma and my mom's best friend all tickets to go see West Side Story. Oh, I would summer. love to see that. Yeah, I'm so excited. I Because I saw it was coming and I was like, oh, that is something I'm not going to be able to afford. And then dad sent me a text. I was like, hey, do you want to see West Side Story? I was like,
1: yes! And uh, I saw something, the person who's playing the lead is... It's her first time doing a professional theatre show, I think.
2: Oh, that's so exciting. So
1: that's going to be, like...
2: Yeah. Imagine being her.
1: (laughs) Yeah, wow. So
2: beautiful. It's always so exciting, like, watching someone's debut
1: i have a open question despite the fact that you're the only performer <laughs> what's your like dream role if you could pick anyone to play and you had the necessary talent in <laughs> mine and helen's cases
2: funnily enough martha dunstock was one of my dream roles uh so i've ticked that i've uh, ticked rizzo as well which is also one of my dream roles oh that's awesome if i was skinny uh i would love to play veronica sawyer that is, but I don't, I also don't have the range for that. I'm an alto and she is a <laughs> Uh Who else would I love to play? Uh, this is a really weird one. I want to play Rafiki in The Lion oh. King. Uh, that's a really weird dream that's role. That's like
1: not what I was e- expecting.
2: Uh, I think that's one of those roles that is just, she's just amazing. And it's played by a woman. Yeah. Because Rafiki does all these like really high pitched African like mm. noises, but it's always played by a ba- black woman and I am white. Um, and another dream role of mine is Elder Cunningham, which is not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but if for some reason I was in like a gender swapped show, There's so many somebody, male roles. Somebody please give me Elder Cunningham. I think I would kill it. Yeah,
1: I would love to do a I guess like cabaret style show hmm. called like parts I wish I could play. Yeah, and get like three uh, musical theater actresses or maybe actors as well, and basically the parts that you're uh, too young, too old, the Mm -hmm. wrong gender, too tall, or whatever. race, like yeah and that's what i want to put on that's my show
2: (laughs) all right alice you produce that babe
0: what about you helen what would your dream roles be oh god if i had any musical talent whatsoever um i would love to do zoe murphy from dear evan hansen Mm. because i love dear evan hansen it's a beautiful beautiful show
1: i want to be evan hansen (laughs) yeah gender swap
2: zoe murphy is one of those roles that like i think is actually in my vocal range and i'm like "I i could do that
1: I could see that. If, I think I would
2: actually play one of the mums if I was ever doing Evan Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do Evan Hansen. The Evan Hansen is beautiful. It is. It it's was amazing. It a beautiful, beautiful story that was written so well and it's so different. Um, and it has gotten so much recognition that it does deserve. Yeah, and definitely. And like it's so overrated and everyone's into it, but like it deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. And-
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> he's amazing.
2: Let's just talk about Ben Platt. 100%. I love him. Uh, I am obsessed with musical theatre performers who were like, trained in musical theatre writing albums because like the music that they produce is so much better than any of these pop stars. Oh, definitely. They're, they're actually trained on how to sing. Like, the other day I was listening to uh, Ben Platt and then something by Halsey came on and I was like, oh, God, you can't sing for shit, can't you? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you can't compare the two. Halsey yeah. is like... Look, she makes good music, she's a good songwriter, but she like, she hasn't been trained on how not to do that annoying pop stuff with her voice. So what I love about musical theatre performers writing albums is that when they use those pop inflections, it's a choice Mm. rather than the fact that they don't know how not to. Yeah. The
1: same as you, I would love to do Veronica, just because she's Uh, like, she's a character that everyone can relate to. mm. Yeah.
2: She's also just an absolute disaster. Of oh, yeah. Like. She's a main character who doesn't feel biased. Yeah. Like, mm. like she's so flawed and so like weird and like you feel for her, but also like, what are you doing? Yeah,
1: definitely. I think that's why people relate because it's like you see like her flaws and you're like, yeah, yeah I have that too. And
0: then she does yeah. something dumb and you're like, off me. Because
2: she's just. She's just a teenager.
0: You know what I think would be really, really fun? What? Heather McNamara. Oh, Heather
2: McNamara. I think Mac she would, would be so fun. fun. She's hilarious. I would kill to play Heather Duke. Oh. oh my
0: goodness. That would be a fun one. Yeah we talked about dream roles do you have a theater inspiration or like any performers that you really look up to
2: i like don't follow the big musical theater like people like that normal mm-hmm. people follow like all the people backstage ahead that's like oh my god x musical theater person is doing this i'm like i don't know who that is but i had two friends in high school who are doing musical theater professionally now they are my inspirations like i love them so much and they are both just like absolutely killing it in melbourne in the theater scene that's awesome that's amazing and i look at them and i'm like wow if they can do it I can also do it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think
0: it's, I think it's awesome to have role models that you know personally. Yeah. And to sort of see, oh wow, like we were in the exact same situation, and yeah. you're doing this now. I think uh, the mindset for a lot of that can very easily be, ugh, how how come they're doing these amazing things yeah. and I'm not? Yeah. I think the better way to think is, hang on, we came from the same place, yeah. we do similar things, we have similar interests. If they can do it, so can I.
2: I love theater because I think, in terms of being a performer, it's a lot more accessible than like trying to make it like as a pop star or on film and TV. Like, there's so much more theater, and it's so much closer to home. And like, there's so many more roles than being one of those big Hollywood people. Yeah. People look at acting or performing as a career and like ugh, scoff at it. But you know, what else are you gonna do on a Saturday night? Like. <laughs> I think it's
1: also, there's, it's a bit safer in a way in terms of you're out there playing a character. You're not out there putting yourself in not selling yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you're You're a performer,
0: not a personality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is, I don't mean this to be like, it's easier. I just think it's safer in terms of,
0: yeah you're less vulnerable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also less likely to get the same sort of like, go kill yourself or whatever that people get on Twitter. Yeah.
2: But like the people who do musical theater are so talented. Oh yeah. Mm. I've watched these people in musical theater and I'm like y- you have so much to do. You have to have crazy stamina that I'm like my film friend actors would never have. Yeah. Uh, it's so You got to be a triple threat. You got to dance. I remember when I was 14 my my teacher said to me she was like Oh, uh, you're not really a very good dancer. So if you were to go to musical theatre, you'd really only have to be able to audition for lead roles, which means you have to be good enough to audition for lead roles. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's scary, isn't it?
1: Which is such a weird thing because like you can't dance if you've if you're not a triple threat, you can only do the lead.
2: How weird is that? Yeah, yeah. It's because ensembles they're always looking for dancers. Cause yeah. They gotta pick up what the leads can't do. Yeah. Oh, ensemble performers are way better than like half the leads out there.
1: Ensemble <laughs> performers' stamina, because they like, they like have to be able to sing while they're basically being
0: acrobats.
2: Yeah. Like it's the crazy. fitness and stamina and in they're that is on inhuman. for like every scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. Being in the background, like hanging out. I was so lucky in Heather's because I was half a part of the ensemble and half a part of the lead. So I got the fun parts of being an ensemble member, but I also got to sit backstage for like half of the show. (laughs) And just like relax. Yeah. And then I would come on and do my one big sad number and then leave and not come on for a while again. (laughs) It was great. What about you, Alice?
1: I have two that came to mind. Uh, One of them is my grandma. Like I said, she was really into the theater. Uh, She died when I was about 12. She's who I look up to and a person called Di McLean who grew up in Adelaide and is a friend of a friend of mine. So I got to talk to her a bit because she is currently working for Disney in the West End.
2: Oh, that's so cool. As a stage
1: manager. Oh, that's so so cool. I look up to her so much and I want to be her one day.
2: (laughs) You are going to be an incredible stage manager. I hope so. (laughs) There's so much more work for backstage people. And there's never enough backstage people. And I think people don't which is really, really weird.
0: People don't realise or at least don't appreciate all the stuff that goes on backstage. Especially because if you have a good backstage crew, you won't know they're there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's why they don't get the recognition. Which isn't like I don't consider that an issue in terms of like uh. I'm not like, Well, why won't I get famous? Because
2: because you will. <laughs> You'll be in all the credits of everything.
1: But it's not a problem. Like the people sitting in the audience, I don't think, if they don't have a theatre background, they won't be sitting there going like, wow, look at like all the backstage people that went into this.
2: They and should. That, that's how you do your job right. But that's the thing. That's yeah. the good
0: thing because that's how you get the magic. Yeah, yeah and they'll just see the magic and Our, sort of that's yeah. where you get backstage your credit. Right
2: for Heather's work. Everything we had one show where the bed broke. They had to figure that out between shows because it was like it was a matinee show where the bed broke, and we oh. had to get it back for the the night show. Uh, so we all went out for dinner, and our stage crew stayed back and hammered the bed back together.
1: Yeah, if you're on the stage crew, like you don't get dinner break.
2: <laughs> no, you gotta fix things. <laughs>
1: yeah, you have to fix everything that your cast broke during the last <laughs>
0: show. Oops. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kirsty. It was it's really fun. really fun talking to you. So that's it for
1: this episode of Overworked but Optimistic. Thanks for listening in. We'll have a new episode out in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on our social media at ovbutop, spelt O-V-B-U-T-O-P.